So we'll start out with the biblical significance of the number seven. If you're taking notes, uh, the number seven in scripture signifies completion, signifies completion. Uh, We know that God created the world in six days. And the Bible says that on the seventh day, he rested. He rested because all of his work was complete. And he said that it is good. And that word good translated in Hebrew means it is the best. And so he finished that work in six days, rested on the seventh because it was completed. The biblical significance of seven is also, and I love this phrase, divine perfection. The term divine points to God. So divine means God. Perfection means complete. God has completed a thing. Another thought that comes to my mind is this idea of a divine mandate has been fulfilled. A divine mandate. So divine meaning God, mandate meaning order. And eight years ago, the Lord put it on our heart to move to Maryland in which there was a team of seven or eight adults where we converged from Florida and New York, and we converged here to Gaithersburg. Um, It was the Lord who spoke to my heart, Gaithersburg High School. uh, I think it was around the summer of 2015. And he said, this is where I've called you guys to start Highlight Church. And so in order to have a sense of accountability, we put it on social media the next day so we didn't back out of it. And uh, less than a year later, we had quit our jobs and, and kissed our families goodbye, and we touched base. We touched down here in uh, Gaithersburg. And so uh, God, is, God has been faithful in that regard. So that was such a powerful moment with the Lord. He was just, I've called you here. And so a divine God ordered us, and we moved upon that order. And simply put, uh, the foundation has been laid. The foundation has been laid for our for our church and it's with the foundation that we can now build right i I remember this room uh the first sunday of highlight church october 16th 2016 uh this room had about not this room but at shady grove middle school this room meaning a service had about 120 people in it 75 percent of which were family and friends And so we weren't jaded by the fact that it was a pretty great launch. I mean, 120 people when you move with seven seven people. We built the superhero team to about 24. But that very next Sunday, we went from 120, most of which were family I had from New Jersey. About 15 of them came, and I asked them, could y'all just stay here for a year so we can feel a little bit bigger than what we truly are? Because I knew the second Sunday, there's always traditionally, statistically, a dip on second Sunday of church launches. And so we went from 120 to 48 people, 24 superheroes, about 10 kids. And so that was, we had about 12 guests. And so, um, but nevertheless, God has been faithful and the foundation has been laid. And, uh, Frequently, uh, when we were living in Montgomery County, um, I went to first watch off of uh, Muddy Branch and always had breakfast at least once or twice a week. And so it had been about two or three years since I've had first watch. And uh, this Thursday, I, I went back to first watch and I had breakfast. And as I was walking out to my car after I finished eating, this nostalgic feeling hit me. Because when we moved here, we, we lived in Potomac, and part of us lived in Gaithersburg there in Curry Fort, right across the street from that restaurant, and uh, had a bit of a nostalgia, you know, 
um, remembering when Judah was a year old and we packed our Kia Sorento. I remember the day that we, we left our mother-in-law. We cried in the dining room and, and Chris put his, his Beamer back on the Penske truck and, and uh, Chow and Krizia drove their separate cars up, you know. And uh, I just, I just drawing back to, it, it just all hit me in a moment as I was walking to, to the car. And as I reach for the door to, to get into it, um, the Lord whispered into my heart. He said, there's more. There's more. Because it was this feeling of, wow, like, it's been seven years. And when you're in the thick of something, seven years goes by super fast. But he said, there's more. And I started to think, wow, we, we launched this church uh, my wife and I bought our first home in Maryland. Um, we, we've added amazing staff members. Um, 4,500 churches shut down in COVID. We were only three years old. God saw fit for our church to move forward. Uh, we didn't know a pandemic was coming, but my wife and I, we, we shed tears right there where that wall is. But see, th th this was not this. Um, Two or three years ago, this was dusty. It was purple. It was yellow. It was green. It was it was nasty in here. The kids area was it was crazy. So we came in in 2019 because we were looking for a building. Little did we know three months later, portable churches weren't going to be able to meet. But that's when you know God's hand is on the thing when he protects it. And um, I thank God for all of that. But the Lord told me, he said, there's more. And then he said this, he said, focus on the future. He said, focus on the future. And Thursdays are my message prep days. So I'm like, well, I got my message for Sunday. There's more focus on the future. Like we have a lot to celebrate. Yes, the 500 salvations, the $200,000 given. Like one day I want to cut a check for a million dollars to our outreach partners. Like one check. Like um, we should, come on, can, we should celebrate that. One day I want to, I want to do something bigger than that. And um, all that's great. The people who have come, the people who have left, all that is. But, but God is saying there comes a point in your life where you got to put all that behind you and you got to focus on the future and what's ahead of you. Paul says, I, I put all that stuff behind me. Whatever I accomplished in the past, praise the Lord. But I'm, I'm looking forward to, to what God has, has in store. So I want to give us three big thoughts on what it looks like as a church to focus on the future. Just, just a general, uh, practical, inspirational message. We have a new series next week called TikTok, and we're going to be right back in, 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 in that teaching gear. But I just got three statements I want to lay on your heart as it concerns our church and as it concerns your personal life. Number one, the Lord is calling us to think bigger. The Lord is calling you to think bigger. I've come to find out that the genesis of more or the, the beginning of more for your life starts in the mind. It starts in the mind. And my wife and I, we were working out yesterday together. Um, and so, you know, we're working out together, but I'm, I'm half the time I'm watching her to see if I can cheat on some of my reps. <laughs> Confession is good for the soul. And so she, cause she like, she's going at it. I'm like, <laughs> and so I was on we, we were on our backs we were doing the, the dumbbells the, the chest pressing and I'm like man I'm tired but I, I got three more reps to hit and the Lord said it's all in your mind and, and I, I finished my three reps but it was such a profound thought because a lot of us we, we limit our lives right here and th this is as high as we will go 
right here in, in the mind. And so the Lord is calling us to, when there's more, the Lord is calling us to think bigger. And here's the idea. There's more for me. There's more for you. There's more for your family. There's more for your church. And there's more for your city. And we have to come in, into alignment with that. Whenever Jesus started his ministry, his mindset was not a less mindset. Couldn't afford to be. He had two and a half years to get work done. It always had to be in a more mentality. Yeah. It had to escape the elementary and the rudimentary and, and, and the routines of, of pessimism and negativity and, and, and just downtroddenness. He, he had to keep a mentality of more in order for God to do what he did through Christ. His mindset had to be stuck on impossibility. And so because this is what I do know is that God can only bless us at the level of our thinking. God can only move at the level of your thinking. If, if the level of your thinking is here, that's where he'll bless you. If the level of your mindset is here, if it's here, if it, that's where he will meet you. Because God can give us so many promises. But if our thinking is garbage, he can't bless that. God can't bless stinking thinking. Right? So whenever the Lord called, called us here at Gaithersburg High School, and he said, this is where I'm going to prosper and thrive the church. And this is where you're going to reach people and families are going to be changed and marriages are going to be impacted and kids are going to be touched and a city is going to be reached. I had, a, I had a decision to make in that moment. Do I think small about this? Because it's a far move. We're moving 700 miles away from our family. I don't have time to think small. I, I got to dream big. You got to think big. You got to go big. You, you have to go big. I think about Joshua. Uh, Joshua assumed leadership over the children of Israel upon Moses' death. And uh, one of my life verses is Joshua chapter 1, verse 6, where God said, You are the one who will lead these people into everything I promised them. We're talking about three million people on the shoulders of one man along with the presence of God. God is like, I can do it, but I need you to have the mentality to lead them. Meaning this, at no moment of your life can you afford to think small. Because the devil will say this, even in this message, the devil picking some of y'all off right now. Jesus said, like, there, there's four types of soil. Where whenever the word of God or the vision of God is being given, he says that first type of soil is when, when, when the, he, he goes to cast the seed. When, when the word of God is being preached, it's like seed trying to be planted in your heart and mind. And he said the first type of soil, these are the words of Christ, is the devil comes and he picks that seed of vision. Some of you are thinking about brunch and lunch right now, and you can't get vision because you're not focused on what God is. You're, you're not. Come on. Are you here? Is your faith growing? No. You got it. Right now, if I'm in that seat where you are, I'm thinking, I'm, I can do that. I can jump off Everest and fly. <laughs> just think about it. Just think something. Don't, don't just let this word just yeah, get picked on. off by Satan. Wow. Right? But because this is the devil will tell you you can or you won't. And, oh, my God, the devil has visited me many days and many nights and many moments. That ain't going to work. Are you, you're seriously moving people from New York and Florida to Maryland? Wow. Are you an idiot? Could you imagine that drive up from Florida? 
as we crossing through Georgia and I can't get off on an exit and pray? Well, think about South Carolina. There ain't no exits in South Carolina. <laughs> so the devil beat me up all up in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Finally reached Lumberton, I can get out and pray. Right, but the whole trip up here with my babies, with Nemo, our Yorkie, with my wife, with all these, the devil, no, you can't do that. You're an idiot. You're a fool. You don't even have covering. You, you guys have $1,500 in the bank. You've met with pastors who have told you, you need 500 grand to launch your church. And you're trying to launch your church in five months? Hey, we, we put out a video on Facebook called 30K in 30 Days. I put on my, my jean jacket and everything, 30K in 30, we're going to change the world for Christ. 30K, send it to everybody that we knew. That mess was, Brandon, that mess was like 1K in 30 days. The devil will tell you, don't even think about it. You don't have the resource. You don't have the expertise. You don't have the connections. But you, you have to have a, a more mentality. The Bible says this, Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinks within himself, so he is. So here are three keys to think bigger because I got to get to my other points. Number one, I'm, I'm going to go through these fast. You got to evaluate. How do you think bigger? Evaluate. What does that mean? It means think about what you're thinking about. A lot of us just let our thoughts roll. And you got to understand that your thoughts don't just come from you or God. There's a third party. And he's consistently planting limiting thoughts in your mind. So think about what you're, why am I in the dark? Why, why am I confused? Why am I pessimistic? Why, why am I negative? Have you ever asked, why did I even think that thought? Yeah. Challenge and confront your thoughts. Yeah. Evaluate. Number two, eliminate. Whew. This is important. If God is calling us to mourn, to think bigger, you here it is. You have to aggressively attack negative and small thinking. Ag aggressively attack. Paul told the church, you can go home and read it in 2 Corinthians, that there are these strongholds, 2 Corinthians, if you're taking notes, there are these strongholds that erect themselves in our minds. So the word stronghold means castles of thought. Or it means philosophies, doctrines of demons that erect themselves in our minds. And what they are is they're limiting factors on your faith. And they tell you lies. They tell you who you are not. They tell you where you will not go, who you will not be, what you will not become. Paul also says, but those in Christ have the power to pull down those strongholds, pull down those strongholds. And put them under the submission of Jesus Christ. This is why it's important that you know your Bible. Because when you know your word, you know what's yours. When you know your word, you know when God is speaking, when the devil is speaking, and when you are speaking. You got to eliminate them, though. You can't do that. You can't do that. No, no. Because if I accept that, my sons won't get to where they need to get my church, my family, my marriage, my future. We won't get where we need to get if I accept that thought in this moment. You have to aggressively eliminate it, aggressively. And then number three, you have to exchange it. 
So you got to exchange the nonsense for the possibility and for the promises of God. Because there is more for you, your family, and your church. Number two, the Lord is calling us to prepare for more. Prepare for more. Someone say prepare. Prepare. God's calling you to prepare for more. What, what are you preparing for in this season? Or are you just going through the motions? I pray you're preparing for something. Because God is an eternal God. Amen. He's always in the future. Amen. And there's always a designated time when he's about to deliver something into your life. But here it is, though. Wait, wait, wait. Here it is. But we can't expect what we don't prepare for. And God can't release it. He's calling our church to prepare for more. This is a overflow has been initiated today. We've had overflow a few times throughout this year. There are more people. There are more broken homes. There are more addicts. There are more children who don't have a mother, don't have a father. There are more men who are hurting. There are more women who need to be poured into. But as a church, if we could all collectively agree today in our hearts to not just come to a service to be served, but to be prepared to serve the things that God would do in this city, next level. The disciples were um, the followers of Jesus. If you don't know what a disciple is, the the followers of Christ one day, they were arguing about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of God. And they're kind of whispering, like, who do you think will be the greatest? I'm going to be the greatest. I don't know about you. You lazy. I don't know. Nah, man, you tripping. Who you think? For real, man, stop playing with me. Who you think? I don't know. So later on that day, Jesus said, hey, what was y'all talking about? They're like, he heard us? <laughs> yes, he's Jesus. He knows our thoughts. <laughs> the Bible says he knew the people's thoughts. And Jesus said this. He says, well, if you want to be great, be a servant. So I love how we come to church services. And there, there are always two different people that come to church. There are those who come to be served. That's awesome. Glad you're here. Because I think you need to be served and you need to be loved and you need to be helped. But then God's plan is not for you to stop there. But it's for you to develop and to become a servant. Because he says, in order to be great in the eyes of God, you will be a servant of all. And so when I look at this room and overflow, the 830 was full as well. And I'm sure the 11 o'clock is going to be full as well. What God is saying is the church needs to start thinking bigger. Here it is about church. And we need to stop wasting all of our resource and our energy on things that will burn when we come to the judgment seat of Christ. Because he's going to ask you, how did you build the church? So we can't just stay in a consumer mode. We can't just become obese receivers of the gospel and of the word of God and use all of our gifts of communication, of business acumen, of science, of math out there for the world. But God is saying, I'm calling you to the kingdom because there are souls attached to the gift that I put on the inside of you. 
So are we thinking about more as we can, as it concerns the work of God in the world? Prepare for more. Here it is. More belongs to those who are prepared for it. More belongs to those who are prepared for it. In 2015, we, we called it the year of preparation. <laughs> Could you imagine getting here 2016 and they're like, all right, pastor, we here, we quit, we move. What's next? And I'm like, you guys really moved up here, didn't you? Like, I wasn't expecting you guys to come. I totally don't know what we're doing. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we prepared conferences, prayer, Bible. We invited people to bore apart for our interest meetings. Right. We, we, we set up we set it up and people came and we cast it vision and we shared our values. Some people stayed, some people didn't. But we had a plan. We we were preparing. It says this here. Then Joshua, before they were crossing over into the promised land, it says this here. Then Joshua told the people, three million people going into a land that God had promised them, purify yourselves, prepare yourselves. Oh, I love this. Come on, church. for tomorrow, the Lord will do great wonders among you. Are you preparing yourselves for the wonders of tomorrow? Church, are we preparing ourselves? Because there's something for you three years from now that God is calling you to prepare for today. There's something in year 10 for Highlight Church that God is calling us to prepare for today. I'm over on this side, year seven. Are we prepared for more? Here it is. I love this verse, Psalm 92. Good people will prosper like palm trees. I love this. Lean into this, please. If you don't get nothing else from today, get this, okay? Good people will prosper like palm trees. They will grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. Here it is. They will take root in your house. They will get planted in, the, in a healthy local church. Lord God, and they will do well. So, so what is the result of being planted, being consistent, being committed to a visionary house, to a life-changing house, to a leadership-developing house, to a house that's going somewhere? Because here's the deal. Um, what you are attached to, you become. So if you're attached to something that is growing and developing and thriving, you will grow you will develop. You, they will do well. They will be like trees and stay healthy and fruitful. This is my promise right here. Even when the, can you praise the Lord for a little bit for about five seconds? Just praise the Lord for that promise. Thank you, Lord, for the church. Thank you for the house of God. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for community. Thank you for vision. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I love my church. I love you all. Because you, you, you guys are the soil. You, you, you're the ones who are feeding people and praying for people, caring for people, pushing people forward, lifting people up when they fall. When people sin, you guys are the ones restoring people. This is what Psalm 92 is talking about. We're seeing people get married and get pregnant, and we're walking through miscarriages with people. We're bringing babies into the world with each other. We're, we're praying for each other. We're reading the Bible together. The women went through a, a flourishing journey together. Th this is it. Yeah. You'll be well, healthy, 
and fruitful. I, I think about people like uh, Chris and Megan Conjogianis. Um, you remember 12, 12 years ago when I first met you, uh, Pastor Kyrie and I, we, we took a trip to New York. And, um, you know, I, Megan, I was so broke. <laughs> you know, we, we went to Forever uh, 21, and there was this black jacket I wanted. And I'm walking around there like a sad puppy, <laughs> telling my girlfriend, I, I want this jacket. <laughs> we could have got it, but it would have been all of our travel monies. And so Megan said, give me that jacket. I'll buy it for you. And so you bought that jacket. I still got that jacket to this day. It's somewhere. I got it, though. I promise I do. <laughs> but, but I told you later on that evening that we were going to change the world together. That was 12 years ago. And um, then, then you and Chris met at our previous church in Florida, acting all funny because y'all liked each other. <laughs> acting weird. Chris sent her a promise ring because he thought it was a go. It was a no. She, she overnighted that ring back to him. It was a no. But then three years later, no, two and a half years later, it was a yes at the altar. Planted in the church. Now they have two beautiful kids, and, and they're moving forward. They're both pastors. They're on stage. Can we celebrate the Conjuro Giannises? We love them. We love them dearly. I, I think about, uh, think about, it's a lot of y'all. I couldn't cover all y'all, all y'all out there. But, but I, I think about Francie and Anissa. Anissa's uh, been here. She was already in Maryland. She launched a church with us. She was a part of the original superheroes. And um, two years later, met her husband, who would visit for his first time at Redland Middle School. Uh, he was with a fellow military personnel, and they came looking for a church home. And, and uh, Francie's been here, and I was fortunate enough to do their ceremony and they're married. They have one beautiful daughter, another on the way, a beautiful home, and they're thriving. Come on, we can celebrate that. Rooted, planted, planted in the house of God. Planted in the house of God. That's why God sent us here. Stuff like that, those divine connections, those divine opportunities, bringing life into the world, raising babies up in the house of God. That's why he bought us here. I ain't know nothing about baby girl. I think about Michael and Yannette, uh, my in-laws. I, I think about Christmas of uh, 2017. Uh, my father-in-law, Michael Carnegie. That's a rich name, Carnegie. <laughs> Carnegie. He, he gave his life to Jesus, and uh, he was crying, and he went out to the tent with Pastor Chow, and they prayed the prayer of salvation. And they got, I was, I was fortunate enough to do their ceremony a few years after that. They've been married, healthy marriage. They love the Lord. They're pushing the kingdom forward. And they just moved here seven years. They just moved here this Tuesday. You know, because God is still calling people to the vision. And they said, we're called to the church. We're called to the people. We're called to your family because God is doing something supernatural. And really, that's what Highlight the Night is about. It's about giving the Lord and your pastors at least one year of your life. Committing to flourishing journey, committing to groups, committing to serving. Just one year. One year. Money back guarantee. One year. 
the Lord is calling us to go where we've never been before. That's the last point. That's the last point. Highlight Church, here it is. If you're taking notes, I'll get us out of here in four minutes. Y'all okay? All right, here it is. Highlight Church is always moved by two things, vision and faith. Vision and fa- vision is a picture of the future that God gives you, for you, your family. Vision is a picture of the future that God gives leaders, pastors, vision. Like I was sitting in that, in that car and the Lord said, highlight church, Matthew 5, 14 through 16. I saw it. I saw the church. I saw, I did, it's funny. We're going to brighten it up in here soon, but I saw dark rooms full of people, 2012, sitting in my car. Vision, vision, and then faith. We have a value called high faith, and it states we believe that God can do anything. So when God gives the vision, we move on that. We we move on that vision, and he's calling you into that. Here it is. Let me ask you this. What vision are you connected to? Because a lot of people say, I don't have a vision for my life. That's fine. Get planted. Get planted. And because you're planted in visionary soil, you will start to have a dream and a vision for your future. We've heard it all too many times over seven years. Pastor, I didn't know my purpose. Now I do. I didn't know. I didn't have vision. Now I do. I was broke, but now I'm getting out of debt. I was sick, but now I'm well. I was lonely, but now I have community because they got planted in the soil. And they stepped into the unknown, although, man, it's been scary over seven years. Don't, don't get it twisted. It's not been all confidence. We're going to take the land. No, it's like I'm scared, but I believe God can do anything. Come on now. I, I'm. Y'all remember that first egg drop? Man, <laughs> that's Anissa right there. No, no. No, this is a fly zone. No, 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 no. You'll never do it. You'll never do it. You'll never do it. We just got persistent. We did three Easter egg drops. Because sometimes, though it's scary, when God has given you a vision, you believe him, and you step forward. And and here's another. I want to give you this. God is calling us to go where we've never been before. And what I've come to find out in seven years, hear my heart, it's always greater, bigger, and better. Wherever God calls you, it's always greater, bigger, and better. So let me give you a quick update on this Granary Row building. For those of you who are new, in December, I said that we were going to expand our current location. We're going to take this other side of uh, this second floor unit. Um, However, when we were away for the summer months, God began to work on my heart because negotiations were still going on. But in July, God said, I've called you to leave Granary Row. And so the Lord is calling us to look for a situation in a building twice the size of our current location. We're currently in about 7,000 square feet. The Lord is saying, I want you to move into 13 to 14,000 square feet. And so I want you guys to keep your eyes out. I want you to be praying. Um, Our lease ends here March of 2025. But what I know about God is he's always been faithful. Yes. And so we got to dream bigger. I, I started to feel when I came back from the summer a couple months ago that we've outgrown this space. Yeah, I, I even feel like the faith of the room is like we know that there's more for our church. So we're looking for 12 to 15 square, uh, square feet 
um, with the option to purchase. We're gonna have to start renovating next summer and next fall. And we're still planning and, and dreaming about launching the Frederick location. So right now we're currently developing leaders. Uh, we have over 60 leaders in Highlight Leadership and we're still moving forward. So uh, Gaithersburg is about to grow bigger, but we also have vision for Frederick in the next year to a year and a half. Come on church, let's celebrate a little bit. And it's just gonna be a big thing. So I want you to pray. I want you to prepare. And uh, let's go ahead and read this verse. It says this here, Isaiah. This is the promise of God of our church in this season. Isaiah 54 says this, enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home. This is the Lord. Spare no expense for you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations. And this is our call, 20 locations in 20 years and resettle the ruined cities. Can we praise the Lord for the vision and seven years, seven years, seven years.